podcast where we and our friends who are wonderful comedians or musicians or podcasters or whoever experts in their own right whoever said yes whoever said yes that is an expert that is also said yes um where we uh in great detail describe the plots of famous movies that we've never seen um that's it that's the show see you next week yeah um, so my name is Leanne O'Shea. I'm joined as always by my fabulous co-host, uh, yes, Mr. Aviv Rubenstein. Hi, Hi everyone. Uh, so this week we have we're finishing up Musical March. We have our guest. Our guest is in the hot seat this week. Very special. Very guest. special guest. Singer, songwriter, dog mom, human mom, jingle writer. <laughs> Screenplay writer, Asia Grammer. Hi, Asia. Hi, Asia. Hey. I don't know why, but Jingle Writer was really <laughs> just like took me to Shameland. Why? <laughs> you love a good jingle. Yeah, who who doesn't love a good jingle? I I used to be mildly obsessed with the guys that did the uh, FreeCreditReport.com jingles. That one's good. Those were so good, and I like knew all the words. I would have like if they went on on tour, I would like go see that band. Yeah, yeah. I don't know um, if you get paid so, as much for radio jingles. I don't know if that's the same thing as TV. I, I, I haven't wonder. done a read. Yeah. I also want to say I never knew this about you. I'm very oh yeah very surprised. They can't get a loan for a respectable home all because my girl defaulted on some old credit cards. If I had gone to freecreditreport.com, I'd be a happy bachelor with a dog in a yard. No, we can't get a loan for a respectable home just because my girl defaulted on some old credit card. If we'd gone to freecreditreport.com, I'd be a happy bachelor with a dog and a yard. Wow, you really wow. memorized that. I literally liked those. I would like listen to those songs. They were so catchy. I'm impressed. Wow. So don't be, don't be, don't. <laughs> now I feel ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Asia's joining us. Asia's a musician, has been a musician for years and years and years and years and years, but not that many years because she's not that old. Um, and she is rounding out Musical March with one of her all-time favorites. Yeah. Just my absolute favorite. Uh, absolute classic. Wh- what can we say about this musical other than it? what it is, which is... The Phantom of the Opera. It's a banger. Uh, Yes. So the way this game works is we're going to give Asia the name of the movie, the year it came out, the writer, the director, and the top three billed actors according to the Internet Movie Database. IMDb. 
And she will, in the greatest of detail, tell us, nay, sing us the plot of uh, the plot of Phantom of the Opera. And periodically, we will kind of jump in with some trivia from the IMDb. Some fun tidbits. Some fun tidbits to help yes. the educational value of this of this show. Uh, and then at the end, we'll give Asia a score out of 10. And I'm she'll stressed. also give herself a score out of yeah, 10. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, we, right. Um, so, we ready to do it? I'm ready. I okay. feel like this is like, a, I'm super unprepared for this. That's exactly That's the way to do you- it. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, here it is. Movie, Phantom of the Opera. The year, 2004. Directed by Joel Schumacher. The great Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. I said that a little weird. You did. It's fine. Written by Gaston LaRue, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. What's wrong with me? Do you you want another take at that? And the top three billed actors are Gerard Butler, Emmy Rossum, and Patrick Wilson. So there's nothing else left to say <laughs> except for, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Take us away. Yeah, you have. <laughs> wow. First of all, I thought this was going to be made in the 70s. So I am feeling very off by decades. <laughs> decades. Um, okay. This really changes the hair for me in my mind. I, so tell us about the hair. Okay, well, it's a little bit less of a shag now in my <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's more of like a... All right, so Emmy Rossum is a beautiful woman. <laughs> Actually, people always used to say that that was my celebrity doppelganger. I totally see that. I get it. Yes. That's, why, we, that's that. why you're on this week's episode. Yes. I did used to get that. I don't think, I mean, we're, we don't look like twins or anything. And funny enough, I just had a song on Shameless, which is her current show. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Hey. Full circle. I'm really just trying to avoid the fact that I don't even know where to start with this. So okay. I so will, I'll defend, I'll buy you some time. I will defend you that there, was, <laughs> there is a movie from 1974 called, directed by Brian De Palma, called Phantom of the Paradise. Which is a synth rock '70s version of Phantom of the Opera, but that wow. unfortunately is not the movie we're talking about this week. I didn't know about that one either. It that one seems a little bit more acid involved. It you're like, right. Shout out yeah. to Colleen Koprek, listener Colleen Koprek, who loves Phantom of the Paradise. Hi, Colleen. Oh, interesting. Never heard of that's it. like that. Feels like the Pink Floyd <laughs> version of this. You're not wrong. I'll send okay. you some screenshots. Yes. Um. All right. So Emmy Rossum is playing the female lead, whose name is Clara. Yep. Clara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Clara is uh, working a very lowly job in 1800s London. Mm. Right. Right. And so she's sort. I think she. I picture her like scrubbing clothes on a. On a washboard, like that's what she does. Uh-huh. Seems like it's a tough life for her. 
But she's really pretty, obviously, because she looks like me. Obviously. And um, she, there's a guy whose uh, face burned off in a mining accident. Mm. Uh-huh. Because mines, right? Right. In the 1800s. And what was this mine mining? Um, mining for coal mostly. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. a coal mine. Mm-hmm. It's a mining town, London. And so, I think that he, anyways, he lost his face, and um, his face burned off. I think I know it. There's a mask involved. This I know because I've seen a picture. I've seen a a picture. Mm. So he's got the mask. No, no. So he's walking around with his face burned, and he he meets our lead character, Clara. 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 Mm -hmm. He meets Clara as she's scrubbing clothes, and she befriends him, even though he is um, slightly jarring because his face is burned off sure she she takes a liking to him Mm. and she offers to wash his clothes clearly yeah right because does does he have a name or is is it like a mystery at this point? his name is i don't know why but the first name that came to me is jared Mm -hmm. jared which feels very 1800s am i right coal miner (laughs) Jared, and for some reason in my mind, I hear that in a New York accent, even though I said it was in London. He's Jared. Jared. (laughs) So Jared Jared. befriends Clara, and she decides to wash his clothes for her, for him. And so every week, he visits Clara and washes her clothes. Somehow the story gets into the opera, so we're working our way there. (laughs) So We're working gonna, over there. This is only the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is our like first right, kind of meet. Right, right. We we got a lot of time to get there. So <laughs> so she befriends him, and every week he comes by with his clothes, and Clara washes them for him, and he pays her money, and he's helping put food on her table. Sure. Mm. And um, yeah, and Clara is um you know a little nervous by him he's a dude she's a young woman mm-hmm. she's not trying to like kick it with him that much but uh but she'll 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 help him out and get paid right mm-hmm. so then one day um wait does he have the mask at this point i don't no. know does he does he no so he's just walking out face he's walking around face out she's like let me sew one with all the extra bits of clothing that i've been washing for people that they've left Mm. oh yeah right right oh yeah and can you remind us of the song that she sings as she's sewing his man yes she sings the famous song from the movie which is something about and I will cover your face with the underwear that Ruth Ann left here last week. It, oh it's the goes like that, right? Yeah. It's so moving. Yes. Mm. It's it's touching. It really. is touching. operatic. Operatic. Yeah. Well, cinematic. Operatic. Two in one. She's a soprano, I think, so it's probably higher mm. than that. Um, 
Yeah. And then she sews him a mask uh, made from Ruth Ann's underwear, who left them with her from last week. And the mask is, it's white. Mm. Because underwear are white. In the oh yeah, they're not gonna wear yeah. colored underwear. Right? The yeah, they're not like Dye red. Eighteen hundreds London. Yeah, and um, and I picture it like sort of fastening behind the ear, kind of like our modern day quarantine mask. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like loop. Yeah. So so there there are two mm-hmm. types of quarantine masks, right? There's like the loop behind the head, and then there's the around the ears. This one goes all the way behind the head. Yeah, and I think um, there's like some ribbon hanging from the back too, Mm. just for like added effect. A little flourish. Mm. Yeah. So he's super grateful because now he can look less conspicuous walking through the streets with underwear on his face. Right. Sure. Yep. Okay. Upgrade. Yes, upgrade. So he is grateful, and he starts leaving her little gifts with his money that when she washes his clothes and he's very grateful. And I think she's starting to fall in love with him, maybe? They're starting what? to fall in love with each Ups other? Ups and downs, man. Sure, yeah. sure. He's falling in love with her. She's a little freaked out, but she's still kind of down. Maybe. Who's to say? Yeah, yeah. What's up, Jared? Uh, Jared, you know? Jared. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so, so they're starting to like each other. Um, and then one day she notices that his shoes look really shiny and fancy, even though he's getting all his clothes washed by her. And she she realizes that I think this dude's got money, right? It's not a coal miner's shoes. He's not, yeah, he's not. This isn't coal miner's shoes. And she's like, wait, why is he bringing all his clothes to me to be washed? I think this dude's got money. <laughs> and she starts following him. <gasps> and she follows him one day back to the old opera house. Oh, oh yes. And this is where it gets going, ladies and gentlemen. So before it gets going, I think now's the perfect time for our first IMDb trivia. Okay. Here it is. First trivia. He's just arrived. She's found him. She's followed him to the opera house. So this reminds me of this perfect piece of trivia that we found. The doll in the Phantom's lair that is supposed to resemble Emmy Rossum is not actually actually a wax mold. It is Emmy Rossum. The production produced a mask of her face to use on a mannequin, but when they put in the fake eyes, it didn't look like her. So she suggested to stand in as the mannequin instead. And this was done by her being made up like a doll with waxy makeup on and standing very, very still. This just took a real rapey turn, guys. This just took a very, I don't know, like blow up doll, kind of like weird sexual perversion way. Okay, I don't know. so we're back at the opera. We're at the old opera house. She's He's lonely. He's lonely, guys. He's lonely. She's followed him to the opera house. And she, because she's wondering why his shoes are so nice. And it looks like maybe he secretly has money, which makes no sense because he's been getting his clothes cleaned by her and she's poor. So if you had money, you would go to a better, you'd go to like a real facility. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And you'd have a mask. You wouldn't need one that's used. And frankly, yeah. you wouldn't be like the clothes that he's wearing to get cleaned in the first place or not. Yeah. Right. So she follows him to the opera house and he walks in. And as he enters the door, they open the doors for him. Someone grabs his hat. Someone says, right this way, sir. And she's very confused. Mm-hmm. So she follows him in <gasps> to the opera house. And inside she sees that everyone that works there is like following behind him and he's the boss. He runs the opera house. Mm-hmm. Mm. Phantom of the opera. He's the phantom of the opera. So she she thinks, why would he have been lying about that? And she figures, I don't know, why would he? Maybe he just wanted to talk to me. Maybe he just wanted my company. Is that what's going on? So she follows him in. Little does she know, based on our trivia, that he's a freaking weirdo. Mm. <laughs> well, how does she discover that he's a weirdo? Well, this is already his first strike, right? That he was lying. Sure. So now she walks in, and she's got to stay inconspicuous because she doesn't want him to see her, and she's trying to find out more information. So she sort of sneaks upstairs to the balcony of the opera house so that she can see, get a good look of like the whole space, scope it out, Mm. figure out what he's up to in there. Yeah. And upon entering the balcony, she finds not one, but many waxy dolls of herself. What? What? Come on. Come on, it's freaky as shit. It is freaky as shit. What is that? It's like an old timey blow up sex doll. So, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But the old timey blow up sex doll musical number is right, 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 pretty right, right, memorable. Right. right, and there's lots of background singers because the blow up sex dolls actually partake in the music. Right. Yeah, they come to life. They do a little like, you know, Rockettes kind of kick number. Mm. (laughs) And they're very in sync with one another because obviously they're all her, right? Same amount of flexibility. Fun fact, Asia was almost cast as the Emmy Rossum. Yes, I was. Yeah. It's true. Right. This is why she's on the the show. So... So this is a really fun number. It's like one of the more up-tempo numbers in the show. And Mm. um, a whole big song and dance with like the feather boas and the chorus line, kick line, all in sync. They all like look the one way at the same time. You know what I mean? It's really, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're all in like little uh, really sort of like old-timey bathing suits, you know? Mm. Oh, so it's like the those old movies, like, like gold, the, where they all go. Yeah, swimming. exactly. Yeah, gold diggers of nineteen thirty. And they have like feather yeah. things in their hair oh, and red lipstick, so but like all Emmy Rosam's face. Yeah, mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's Sorry. It's, didn't didn't. It's mean to get really played. good. That number. It is good. Um, a crowd favorite, I would say. Yeah, who wouldn't? I okay. I have to take the bait. Could you? Oh yeah. A few bars? Well, it is my favorite number. It is a good number. Uh, it goes like, wait, I forgot what this song is about. <laughs> What's the song about? It's about 
When she finds the dolls. Oh, right, right. Yeah, when she balcony. finds the dolls. It's like, these guys all look like me. Guys all look like us. Guys, we're all the same. You're this girl looking like me. Girl looking like us. Girl, it's just a game. Goes like that. It's oh, really good. What this a is why she's a, she's a professional. <laughs> Absolute it's, banger. It's so good. Um. So yeah, so okay. she finds all Sorry. of the dolls of herself, which is super creepy, and um, mm. she's pretty freaked out at this point. She's like, "I think I gotta run out of here, um, because <laughs> this guy is a weirdo." Yeah. So sure. she turns to run out, and suddenly she's feeling dizzy <gasps> and confused and thrown off because there's some kind of magic gas in this opera house that he used because he secretly saw her enter. Oh, he, he knew did. she yeah. was coming. Come on. He knew he was being followed and he set her up. He's got eyes in the back of his And mask. now yeah. he's like, now she's mine. Now I'm going to be able to have her as my own personal human blow up sex person because yeah. she's here now she walked right into his trap so i think now might be a good time for our next bit of imdb trivia that's correct um <laughs> at the end of the masquerade scene raul briefly enters a circular chamber full of mirrors this is a reference to the original phantom of the opera novel in which the phantom used a mirrored chamber as a torture device to drive victims insane Whoa, this is like pretty close to what I was just saying. And, and I thought I was being. Because this is one of your because, favorite movies. Yeah, Raul. So, so sorry. Catch us up with who Raul is and the, and the masquerade Why he scene. gets caught yeah. in the mirrors. Right. Well, Jared sometimes goes by Raul. <laughs> right. Oh, it's yeah. His, it's his, his fancy yeah, name. It's his stage name. He likes, he, he, Jared is what his mother calls him in New York. <laughs> But Raul felt a little more. Oh, so he's from he's New York. He's from New York, living in London. Oh, yeah. he's Jewish. Secret identity. He's Jewish. Jared masquerading as Raul uh, because, you know, he needed to go find himself. And where better to find yourself than Europe? Yeah, nowhere. Right? Sure. Backpacking. Yeah, he backpacked there and then just, you know, got stuck. Stuck running yeah. an opera. Taylor it is hard time. to travel around in eighteen hundred. Yeah, it's hard and it's a little longer. It take, longer of a trip. It takes a little while. It's like you gotta get on that ship and it's the whole thing. Mm. He's not great thing. on boats. Sorry, okay. Mirror. So Raul slash Jared is now he has her in his grip and he takes her mm. to the mirrored room mm. because it's a whole room made out of mirrors. They're all facing different ways, like a like a madhouse, like a fun house. Mm -hmm. And he basically just likes to put people in here and watch them struggle to try to get out. And there's like not really any way out. There's like more mazes that lead to other mazes. So once you're in, you can't get like you can't saw. get out. Yeah. yeah. Saw? Is that like the movie Saw? Yeah, like I Saw. I didn't see that one. Well, tune in next week. For... <laughs> horror movie October. We're yeah, we're have doing horror movie October. <laughs> so she's in the madhouse with the mirrors, 
And it gets even more confusing because he starts throwing in her waxy blow-up dolls in the madhouse mirror room. Then she can't tell if she's even looking at herself or she's looking at one of the other hers. You know what I'm saying? They all look very similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maddening. And it's really confusing. And at some point, she just starts crying and lays down because she's a little bit nauseous and a little thrown off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll throw your your equilibrium. Yes, disorienting. Mm. So she lays down on the floor and she's like, she calls him Jared because she doesn't know his real stage name is Raul. Jared, why are you doing this to me? I thought I thought we were friends. I thought I helped you with your mask. And then he comes over like a loudspeaker, but it's like 1800s. So it's like a, it's like a big megaphone because there's no loudspeakers. And he says, you stupid bitch. You don't love me. You wanted to hide my face away. You wanted to make me a mask because you didn't like my face. Could you just love me as I was? Oh, you know what? Uh, no, he's kind of right. He's kind of right. Just I mean, love me as I was. Other than the other than the blow up dolls, like right, love, love like just love, love who me. You love as I'm they are. still a person. Why do I have to hide my face just because it's not aesthetically pleasing to you? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's not wrong. He's not, not wrong. wrong. And also, why underwear? Like that's gross. Don't use your don't use somebody's old underwear. Pores coming up with their you crazy know, ideas. like Ugh. step it up. So she is on the floor apologizing. I'm sorry. I love your face. But he knows it's just not, it's not authentic at this point. She doesn't mean it. And then she just falls asleep because he's got that weird gas shit on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. And when she wakes up, she's back at her house. Oh, oh my God. And she's like, Spooky. was it all a dream? Was it? Was it real? Was any, how did I get here? What? And she goes out her door and she's looking around and she's asking anyone and she can't figure out what the hell just happened, but she's back home. So she's like, it's kind of okay. Cause I'm, I'm safe here. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think she ever sees him again, but every once in a while, sees him again. every once in a while. Like he'll leave a little, because he used to leave her little gifts when he would bring her his laundry to her. Yeah. Which was, yeah. oh, in the image that, that I've seen throughout my life, the poster has a rose on it, right? Mm. So yeah. he leaves her roses and she keeps moving and she still will find a rose on her doorstep and she's like, this <gasps> motherfucker's still stalking me. But he's, this motherfucker. But he's not like doing anything. He's just leaving a rose to let her know, like, I know where I'm still I'm here. Still I know where there. you are. I know where I could come back if I want to. Fuck. You know, this is a perfect time for another trivia, I think. So, trivia. The theater fire was an actual fire. Joel Schumacher wanted realism, so they destroyed the theater for the scene. Yep. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, bring us home. Tell us about the theater fire. Right. I forgot the whole part about the theater fire because basically um, while she was in the mirrored room and she thought there was like a gas that was making her fall asleep, but she finds out retroactively that it was smoke. So 
Oh. It was smoke that was like making her eyes blurry and making her dizzy and fall down. Mm-hmm. Because it was just another one of his tricks to try and torture her in this in this Ugh. device. He he had her, he was Crazy. coming at her from all angles. Coming, He's at, coming her at her from all, all angles. angles. So the the whole fire was supposed to be a controlled fire, but it got a little out of hand. And that's mm. what happened in the theater. And it's really unfortunate because, you know. Um, we can't see the original theater anymore. No. 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 Yeah. So sad. It's a real bummer. Phantom the Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom of the Opera. Is that how it all ends? That's it? Yeah, she just keeps finding the roses and it's not cool. And that is why, yeah. it's not cool. guys, you should always carry mace on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more piece of trivia. Okay, I need another one. All of the principal actors sang in the film except for Minnie Driver. Most of the actors have a background in musicals or opera, but Driver, who is a skilled singer, had no experience in opera and was dubbed uh, from some other person. However, Minnie Driver did contribute to the film's end title song called Learn to Be Lonely, which was written specifically for the film by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Wow. So as the credits are rolling, right now is the time for us to talk about Learn to Be Lonely. Learn to be lonely is the hit song from Minnie Driver. Went to number yeah. 48 on the adult pop contemporary chart. You might have heard it on 103.5 in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. What is that, the river? Coast FM, I think it it's, is. Uh, it's my FM, hosted by my dear friend in real life, Lisa Fox. Shout out, Lisa Fox. Hi, Lisa. Mm. Um And... Yeah, it's a banger. Minnie Driver is a gifted voice, has been said to be the voice of our lifetime. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's a real shame that they didn't give her an original song in, or she didn't, you know, have a song in Phantom of the Opera. But, you know, ending credits is fine. She still got that. She still got that money. You know what I'm saying? That's like the Madonna thing, right? Madonna doesn't sing in League of Their Own, but she sings over the credits. Still fine, right? Yeah, Fine. it's great. Yeah. So 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 let's end our let's end our tale with just a couple of bars from Learn to Be Lonely. Yes, I can learn to be lonely. I can learn to be okay when I feel alone. That's when I've. Start my day. <laughs> oh, what do oh I know? My God. Gorgeous tearjerker oh, of really, a song. I, got, I, I, I literally oh, got I got you right in, the, right in yeah. the gullet. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Thanks. Asia. Yes. How do you think you did? On a scale of, you know, one to ten. Well, I know... I got the location right because it's Phantom of the Opera and we were in an opera at some point. So did you though? Uh, I don't think I don't I don't think her name was Clara. That was a real shot mm-hmm. in the dark though. No. Um, I it's not. Far it does off. sound like this dude was pretty stocky. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Give Give yourself a score. I give myself a five. I hmm. would I would give you. A five. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right, like all right. Four. Like a 
Yeah, I'll take four, it. Four or five. I would do like a four. Okay, so wait. Okay. Like a four and a half. <laughs> I mean, Let's he's go obviously a got a messed up face, right? He does have a messed up face. Okay. Yeah. So we open 1919 France. Okay. There's an auction at an old opera house, and they're auctioning off like toy boxes. And the big thing in the auction is an old chandelier. chandelier. And, and they're like, oh, this is the chandelier from the incident that happened 50 years ago. And they're like, oh, what is that? And then we flash back 50 years earlier to 1870, whatever. And we're at an opera company. Mini Driver is the, the diva. And there is a literal dude living in the catacombs of the opera house who is like sabotaging the opera because he doesn't like mini drivers singing yes and he's like leaving notes that's like mini driver can go fuck herself i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep like playing pranks on everybody and like dropping things from the ceiling what if you don't kick her off the cast and and hire christine so christine is emmy rossum's character and he and christine is like He's obsessed with her, but why? And why does he hate Minnie? What's What's the because her because she's just like a diva. She's, she's like a Minnie, mean to everybody. Yeah, she essentially and, plays herself. Yeah, she's she's a just a big eighteen seventy one diva. Yeah, okay. She's kind kind of a bitch, and, and uh, Christine Emmy Rossum is like in the chorus and is just like very sweet and very young. She's seventeen. Um. In the and movie? So, anyway, yeah. so then what happens is uh, so Emmy, uh, the mini driver, like, decides to leave in, like, like, a diva-like huff. And they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? The show's tomorrow. We don't have an understudy. And someone's like, Christine can sing Emmy it. Emmy Rossum. And she gets up and she sings it. She fucking knocks it out of the park, right? And so she's now the new lead in the opera and that night her childhood yeah. love is in the audience and he's like can it be played by Patrick can it Wilson be Christine who is like 15 years older than she is yeah Wait, what? And he like comes to her dressing room and they're like oh my god remember when we and grew he, up together he, he gives her a little toy monkey right and so he's like where'd you learn how to sing like that and she's like ah, I have a music teacher but I've never seen his face and everyone's supposed to be like okay I guess that is a thing that happens so that night she is drawn via the song, the song, the like the Phantom of the Opera song, right? In sleep, he sang to me. In Our strange duet. Yeah. So my she, power over you. So he grows stronger. Yes. yes. So so he calls her. He like leads her into the catacombs underneath the fucking opera, and there's like a river. She's yeah. on a boat. He's what? got a boat. He's got candles. He's got and a. They, a bed that looks like a swan. Wait, and she's like drugged up or something? No, just by the power of music, right? She's put into a trance by his music. Music. Okay, trance. okay. And they keep referring to each other as like the angel of music, right? They're each other's angels of music. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to fucking torture everybody and like extort everybody so that you're the star of this thing and like don't ever touch my mask, right? I wear a mask on half of my face. Don't ever fucking touch it. Don't touch it. And she's like, all right. And meanwhile, so she's so like, I'm definitely going to touch that, by the way. <laughs> so she falls in love. It's not made of underwear. It's like ivory. It's like a, yeah, a piece. Um, and so she falls in love with Patrick Wilson and she's like, cool, I'm going to be with Patrick Wilson. And the fan of the opera is like, fuck, no, you won't. And figures out. A w- he's like, he's like, 
torturing the people in the opera and like dropping things on them and th- and and threatening and they reach a conclusion which is he has written a, an opera called The Resurrection of Don Juan or something like that and if she stars in that opera with him he'll like let her go and she's like I don't want to do that and everyone's like well you kind of have to so they Wait, do so that. So everybody knows that he's there and just like terrorizing. Yes. Yeah. And they like pay knows. like a ransom to him. Yeah. I think. They, they pay Weird. him 20,000 Fran- francs, francs a month. A month. Um, and so they do the opera. He kidnaps her for like the 10th time. And basically, so the thing that you said about A, about the gifts, but B, about the like uh, her having to pretend to like him to get away. That's the end of the movie where she like he she, he like is going to kill Patrick Wilson unless she agrees to be in love with him. And she's like, all right. And she like kisses him. And he's like, no, you never you didn't really believe in me. You don't mean it. So you two have you two fall in love with each other and go fuck off. And then he like smashes a bunch of mirrors that he has in his lair. He has a bunch of mirrors in his lair. And like walks through it, and everyone's like, "Is he dead? I don't know." And then we flash back forward to 1919, and the person that bought at the auction was like old man Patrick Wilson, and he like rides a horse out to Emmy Rossum's grave and like lays the little monkey that he got her on her grave because that's what he bought at the auction. And on the grave is a rose. Is a rose. So maybe he, so he wasn't know. dead. Still alive. So but, yeah, you did pretty well. Yeah, you just missed the like extra love storyline, and also that she's in an opera, <laughs> and also that everybody's aware of this whole psycho situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is so he is a he is a stalker. He kidnaps her, and literally no one. I mean, they care, but they like don't care that much. Yeah. They don't, just, they don't care enough not to do the opera. Wow. Yeah, they're like, we're still, the show must go on. And this ran on like Broadway, the West End, like forever. Years, yeah. And then they wrote um, sequel. a sequel that came out like definitely within the last 10 years. Yeah, 2010. And it was like a Love Never school. Dies. It was called Love Never Dies. This is a very strange plot to make yes. famous. Right? It is. Yeah. And so he was disfigured from birth. And he, like, you're right once again, because, like, he's not all that ugly. He just is, like, a little fucked up I in mean, the face. I mean, he's Gerard Butler. Half of Gerard Butler. Yeah. And and he's, like, and and he's, like, I hate the way I look, and my mother never loved me, and he's smashing all this shit. And Emmy Rossum's, like, yo, like, your face is not the thing I hate about you. It's the fact that you keep kidnapping me. Yes. What the hell, dude? What the hell, dude? There it is. Phantom of the Opera. Romance. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, that is a weird-ass plot line. It's really weird. <laughs> Super weird. We've done three Andrew Lloyd Webber movies this month, and this is the most normal one. Yeah. yeah. That's... Well, maybe Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar, I think, is the most normal one. Because I... this one's pretty fucked, and Cats is pretty fucked, and Jesus Christ Superstar is at least like the story of Jesus. <laughs> right, right. Um. So... Yeah. Crazy. That is weird. Oh, Andrew Lloyd Webber is so weird. On- I watched it for the first time today to get ready for this show, and I was like, what 
in the fuck is going on? Fun fact, grew up on the music, still think the music is gorgeous, but yeah. went to see the movie when it came out and remember walking out of the theater and being like, why does he have a boat? <laughs> it's so why odd, he- right? Um, It's also weird that like she was 17 playing that role. Right? She's sev- so she's 17, Patrick Wilson is 30, and Gerard Butler's 35. So, like, okay. they're making out, and I'm like... Yeah. It's weird. On screen, though, I think Patrick play plays younger. Like, on screen, it looks like, yeah, maybe they grew up together. Maybe he's a couple years older than her, but not 15 years older than her. There's a there's a trivia that we didn't get to that Emmy Rossum had to, in one scene, had to kiss Patrick Wilson so many times that she had to ice her lips between takes what? to keep them from swelling which also like didn't know that was a thing that doesn't make sense cuz otherwise why Unless would she have she's allergic to fillers? saliva or something or the face know. no he didn't have the face makeup that's the boyfriend no no that's patrick guys yeah, also Butler. why are you making her do that scene so many times like what's happening to the is the director like jerking off why is that taking so I long i think that I she's know. 17 in the play and I book, don't know. I think she's like a very young. Whatever. I know she's like an ingenue, it's but creepy. like I don't know. The whole thing's creepy. I'm also, pretty sure she's she, a very good singer. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's the exact same age as me. That's also why. Yeah, she's born in September of '86. Because yeah, we looked so, it up. So 2004, she was se- 17. She was 17, was 17 for most yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Joel Schumacher, by the way, also directed. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Oh. Two best Batman movies, as everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, the nipple Batmans. So, like, I don't know what his fucking deal is. I'm just, like, a little sad that he burnt a theater down for this Where? movie. Where is this theater? Uh, it must be wherever they shot. I, I assume they, they shot, shot in, like, yeah. London or something. But it takes place in France. Um, I don't know. I could look it up. I literally have the internet right in front of my face. Oh, there's also dur- during the during the Phantom's own opera, right? Like uh, his Don Juan re- revisited the play within the play. The play within the play. There's several plays within the play. Um, but he drops the chandelier on the audience, right? That's like the famous thing that. Oh right, I've heard of this before, right? Because yeah. doesn't it like fall in the show and everybody yeah. goes like, oh, and it, but really yeah. it's meant to do that, right? And it looks fake as shit in the movie because in the in the on stage it it's on like a lever so it like slides a little bit as it falls so it doesn't hit anybody and they do the same thing in the movie where it like slides first and i'm like why are you fucking sl- just drop it's a movie just drop the chandelier kill a bunch of people if he's a monster he's a monster I don't know. This whole so thing is weird. It's supposed to actually kill like audience members. It's supposed that- to hurt people, yeah. What a um, was all shot in London. Also, um, woof, the budget on according to IMDb, the budget was seventy million and mm. opening weekend it only made four million. Yeah. Yikes. So that's not great. <laughs> Those numbers, not great. Yeah. So there you go. Phantom of the Opera. Wow, Phantom of the Opera. I am I gotta say I'm not inspired to go see it. I told you you didn't have to go watch it. I I do kind of now I kind of want to watch it because I'm like like what is happening it I is, don't know I kind of want to like see the play version because yeah I want to like, see the play oh, oh. I'm also always down for people that are like I, I just think theater actors are amazing yeah so mm-hmm. amazing 
love a good theater. Wow. Love a good, sometimes, you know, theater doesn't always translate. So that's okay. I would say a lot, especially musicals, most of the time it doesn't translate. Because it's no. like an entirely different type of magic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think you can get away with a lot more in musical theater. Right. Because it is just like entertaining to see people in their craft. But it's sometimes, you know, you know, it's like, it can be a little bit cheesy. Hmm. Yeah, and, and when you're seeing people on a stage, you like, this is, you're like, willing to suspend more disbelief right right yeah they're dancing talking cats whatever and when they're on screen you're like this is horrible i i think yeah and that's coming from someone who really loves seeing like i really like seeing musicals right me too i I love it musicals in general but i don't think i like seeing them on one of my birthdays on my i think it was my like 26th birthday or 27th or something i was like i just want to go to new york with my best friend and just watch like as many musicals as we can do. And that's what What'd we did. What'd you see? I saw Beautiful, the Carol King one. Mm. I saw Waitress. I think I saw Matilda. Oh, wow. wow. I just was like, I'm just going to spend all my money bang, bang, and have bang. like a great few days there. We like ate ice cream every day, watched musicals, and just walked around. That what a day like for you. That fucking the best trip ever. Yeah, it sounds I really know. good. This is, be- this is more watchable than Cats. But like it's still, that's a pretty low bar to clear. It also it has the same kind of it has the same kind of vibe of like these are a bunch of good actors trying their best. And like you can kind of see behind their eyes that they know that they're in just like a turd. I mean, but what can you do if you get cast in something as famous as that? You're like, I'm in. I don't of care. Course. Yeah. And you can see that same look in in the actor's eye in like. Star Wars, right? Like Harrison Ford hated being in Star Wars and thought it was a giant turd. And then it turned out to be the most famous movie of all time. So like you never know. No, you got to do it. Right. So you got to do it. Moral of the story. Thank you so much for being guys. On the this was fun. I'm I uh, that was a blast. And now <laughs> I'm going to go see it. Yeah. yeah. See it on the stage. I'll see it yeah. on the stage. Do you when the world you wanna- when the world opens up, the three of us will go see it. Oh hell yeah! Yes. Not Andy's not gonna come. Andy, he can come too. He can come too. <laughs> no, fuck Andy. Um, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have anything I want to plug? Um, not really. Come, oh, come okay. hang out with me. I'm on all the socials. My name is Asia. It's spelled weird because I'm from LA and fucking people in LA are <laughs> trying to be unique. It's A I J I A. A I J I A. It's a palindrome. It's a palindrome. It's a palomino. Only smart people know that. Where can the people find you on the old internets? Is it just at Asia? That's at Asia official. And also, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Asia official. If you want to get in touch with us, we're at, we're on Twitter and Instagram at I have seen that say hi to Milan. For longer things, hit us up on the email. I have seen that at gmail.com. Which I should check more often. Yes. Like the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell right. your friends Review. about those podcasts. Tell your friends. Also, you know, if you want to play this game with your friends, just like do it and like tag us on social media that you're like, now that the world's opening back up, people are, if you want to just like bullshit, do like fake TED Talks with your friends, do it. Tag us. And it'll be a whole fun, you know. We'll love it. Yeah, I've seen that the home game. Yeah, um, like charades, but very specific. 
And uh, until ne- so so this is it for musical March. And then I don't musical know. March. I don't know what April's gonna April, be. April, we're talking about action. April, we're talking about animation. April, you know who's to say? We know that we're gonna do Catwoman at some point. So there you go. It's coming down the lane. So until next time, I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm Leanne O'Shea. And I'm Asia Grammer. Saying, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Child of the wilderness Born into emptiness Learn to be lonely Learn to find your way in darkness Who